Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis people who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey Rush Nation, it's time for another bonus episode and this time I've got Ash with me. How are you doing Ash? I'm very good, thank you mate, how are you? Not so bad, not so bad. Now, how happy would you be if I told you we had a quarterback on tonight? Oh yeah, very excited, very excited. Well, you might even be more excited when I tell you it's not just a quarterback that I've dragged off the streets, this is Great Britain and Kent Exiles quarterback, George Reynolds, NFL UK Academy graduate, has trained with Quincy Avery one of the most respected names in training young quarterback talents over in the States, played over at the High School Skills Showdown in Orlando, and last week received a three-star recruitment rating from CBS's Tom Lenman. George, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, guys. How are you? Not too bad. Beautiful day here in Manchester. Ash, what's it like down on the south coast? On the Somerset, yeah, it's very sunny today. Very nice. Not that I've been out very much, I've been working. So, George, what's lockdown been like for you? Obviously, I think it's been the same for everyone. It's been a very challenging time. But for me, it was really like an opportunity to reflect on what I've done so far at the academy in my first year. Because where we are quite full on at the academy, it's very fast paced. I haven't had much time to reflect and look at myself in certain ways and realize what I've got to do. Mm -hmm. So really to get myself through lockdown, I really set a few goals that would help me in football, help me just generally like get better get to America where I want to go so yeah it's been a good time I think it's been a time to focus it's been hard but at the end of the day we can't help it so you just got to push through make sure you're doing something 
every day to get better. Excellent. I suppose it's such a, a fast-paced time for you with, with with getting ready for the recruitment process that that in, in some ways it's been a bit of a relief to to take a step back and, and evaluate where you are at the minute. Yeah, definitely, because there's certain aspects of the game that you can't see every practice, whether it's your footwork or your throw mechanics or whether it's just football smarts or being in the gym. So really at home, it really gave me time to evaluate where I'm at, weight goals, footwork goals, and really just take a step back, look at how the year's been, look at how I've done and really see what the next steps are for me, whether that's putting on another 20 pounds or fixing my arm angle by like another 10 degrees or something. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's those th- th- those those small margins that, that that make all the difference. For me, as a as an American football fan, I, I got into the sport less than less than ten years ago, sort of coming into my my my, my early twenties. Uh, what's it been like for you? Is this a sport that you've grown up with, or has it has it come to you in in your teenage years? I've grown up with this sport from day one, with my dad working in the sport. It really has been since I was age two or three that I can remember even holding a football in my hands, going out to the park with my dad and throwing the ball around. I suppose there weren't very many uh, very many young people doing that at, at that time. Definitely not. So it's really been something I've grown up with. For as long as I can remember, I've been watching games on TV. Always loved the sport. Always been a quarterback fan, really. So when I've been given the opportunity to play it at a decent level, the academy, and then hopefully go on to a higher level, is really exciting for me because it's really living the dream that I've had since I was young. Excellent, excellent. And sort of growing up and, and watching the game and being so so close to it in, in many ways, were there any players or teams that, that stood out to you that you can remember from your childhood? When I was younger, I liked a lot of teams. It was uh, I never had one team that really fit me and it was really, I remember watching a lot of the London games. I really enjoyed yeah. watching certain teams when they came over it. My first team was like the Bucks. I enjoyed watching them when I was young or the Patriots. So obviously I was like, I just love the sport. I love watching teams play. But as I've got older, I've grown to love uh, the Colts because of okay. Andrew Luck. And he's become really like a role model to me. And I look up to him. I look at how he played in the games. I, I look at his mentality side as well because he is one of the calmest guys. When he played, he was very chill. He knew what he was doing. And for me, it really helped to, I've, I've been lucky enough to meet him a couple of times. And he's given me some great training and great advice. And I just try to take that, take that out every day and get better and work to get to what level he's at, which is the ultimate goal for me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very good. Um, can you just sort of give us a, a bit of about your journey into the NFL Academy? How did it come about? Was it what you expected it? Has there been any sort of hurdles you've had to overcome? Yeah, well, I, I wasn't sure this would be the path that I really went down like the academy because it's only come into like existence a year ago so really for me it, the focus was the Kent Exiles and heading into the Great Britain team and at both levels I was lucky enough to have great coaching through my quarterbacks coach Zach Ritchie who really helped me get ready for the next level he taught me how to play as a quarterback the mechanics of footwork and he really just took my game to the next level and made me ready for when I got my first start at GB 11 aside which was a shock to me, but having only played five aside. And then when the NFL Academy came onto the scene, I knew straight away that was the opportunity for me. I knew straight away that was what I wanted to go into. And when I got asked to be part of the Academy, 
I was over the moon. It was a great opportunity for me. I knew that it would be the stepping stones to the next level as long as I worked hard. And that's the academy has given us all of us students that with great coaching. Jerome Allen is a great quarterbacks coach. He's made me a smart quarterback, which I wasn't necessarily before. So it's a great opportunity for me. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's the the fact that only there was only 80 spots available just sort of says it all about you as a player and what they saw in you and the, the potential. And just to be given that opportunity um, is, is massive. Do you feel that what you spoke about it with obviously with your dad and growing up with a sport, do you feel like that had a benefit over certain other people that were in the academy or is it just a level playing field? I think um, growing up around it really has given me like, I know the sport well and like I, I've grown up playing it. And from a young age, I've been able to train as a quarterback. But at the end of the day, it's about work ethic. You have to be ready to work every day at this academy and getting there. You've got to be ready to showcase your skills. There's no other way to get in this. You have to be the best by working hard and you just can't expect it to be an easy ride. Once you get in every day, whether it's gym, school, football, it, the focus has to be there. Otherwise, you will not get to the next level. As simple as that. Yeah, getting in sort of the first the first step and then it, it's, that's when the hard work really begins, I can imagine. Definitely. Obviously, um, Tom touched on it earlier, but you went over to Florida for the high school skills showdown. Uh, what was that experience like? Honestly, it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life because it, was ju- it just gave me the chance to see what the level of football was like over there, having to compete with the best quarterbacks in Florida, really. And it just allowed me to, it really gave me the motivation to show what us Europeans can do and that we aren't just trying to get there. It's, it's really a level for us. We actually can compete with them. So when we went out there, I just wanted to showcase the NFL Academy. I wanted to do the name proud. So I made sure when I went out there, I tried my best and I competed at the highest level I could in the skills showdown. It's interesting you say that because we, we spoke to Tyrese Johnson-Fisher not too long ago and he said that when he went out for the, for the All-America game, he, he was shocked at how close he was to the standard of the American players. And in some respects, his game was... Was was more advanced than theirs, and when you consider the the different context that those athletes are playing in, I mean that's that's part of their their school education from from middle school. Whereas I guess for for British and for European athletes, it, it's got to happen outside of school time, and, and and there's a lot more of an onus on on you as an individual to to get there. Um, in terms of the academy at home or maybe when you when you went out for the skills challenge was there anyone there that either coaching or player wise that, that you bonded with in particular I feel like a lot of it was uh, getting great advice whether that was from the the other athletes that were there and competed with us there was some high level athletes there commit uh, commits to d1 schools so it was really a chance to learn what they had to say as well as the actual Pro Bowl players, such as Kirk Cousins. I got the chance to speak to him, and he gave me some great advice, which is as much as we are different to the high school athletes over there, because that is their lifestyle. They go through that every day from a young age. We can get to that level as long as we work hard. It really is in our control. If we choose to work hard and get better every day at a certain thing, we can reach that level, and we aren't too different. It's one of those situations, isn't it, where ultimately you, you can't do anything about the, the context that these guys across the pond are in and, and all that's going to get you to, to that level or, or beyond that level is, is, as you've said, hard work and 
and the NFL Academy over here in the UK? Yeah, definitely, because we can't do anything about us being from Europe and what they perceive of us. The only thing we can do is change that perception, whether that's through going out there and competing and seeing that we aren't any lower than the high school athletes out there, or whether that is getting scholarships to America and showing that we can be like the first players from the NFL Academy to get over there. So it really is a great opportunity for us to show that we can make it. And I've got some great athletes in my team that I know will make it, great athletes that I train with. So we really are an exciting team. That's great because I guess one thing that, that the aim of this podcast is is not just to raise the profile of the, the college game to, to UK fans, but also to make you know Brits aware that there are young athletes in this country that, that are ready to take on that challenge of college ball. Yeah, definitely. We have a lot of young athletes. The academy has 80 of the best athletes in the country. Not all of them came from American football, but we all have a background in sport and we really know that we can excel in this sport, get to, the, uh, get to America and prove ourselves over there. Yeah, and that sort of leads into, into my next question, really. Um, obviously, we had Tyrese on last week and we've seen other um, British players going over with a background in rugby. Uh, was that the same for you? Did you start off in rugby or, or was it, it American football sort of from the, from the off? No, for me, it was American football from aged 13, I think. But before that, I was, I was a soccer kid, so I didn't play anything else apart from that. Rugby just wasn't my thing. I didn't enjoy it until I, hit, I went into American football, and that, that was my true love. I stopped playing foot, normal football, or what else guys call normal football. <laughs> and then I headed into this sport, and that was really it for me. That was my main focus. I knew straight away that this was what I wanted to do as a lifestyle, really. It's my main goal in life. Speak a bit about the the, the recruitment process. Um, just sort of what a typical um, athlete has to go f- through, really, to, to get seen, essentially. Yeah, for the typical athlete, you have to, first of all, have a good highlight reel. Something that will stand out to the coaches and make you look the best you can. Whether that's only 10 really explosive plays or 30 great throws or something. And then the next step is really just trying to get exposure to these coaches, whether you're sending your film every day to a different coach. I send film every day to a certain number of coaches in just the hope that they'll see it. It's not, it's not guaranteed to or even open the message, but you have to keep trying. You have to keep sending your film out there and then you'll get a guy, a coach who will see that and he'll, he'll like your film. You can start to build a relationship then. It's not instant scholarships. You have to build these relationships they want to invest as much in the person as the player. So you could have bad grades and that would stop them even looking at you. So it really is something you have to build these relationships, which is what, and gain exposure, which is what I'm trying to do with uh, the Tom Lemming uh, magazine, where I've been rated a three-star recruit. That really does help me because it gives me exposure and shows that I can compete with the athletes over there and get rankings, which is a very difficult thing to do. And like I pride myself in having worked hard for that. But that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going there. I've still got to work hard. That doesn't stop the work. I keep sending my film and hopefully it just comes to something. I guess I guess all that all that hard work that, that goes on, you know, sending tape is is part of what's going to change perceptions of British athletes as well. I mean, you know, maybe five years ago certain coaches would have would have seen where you were from and maybe dismissed it as not up to college standard, but 
you know, getting that getting that rating from from Tom Lemming maybe starts to change perceptions as as well as the work that you're putting in sending that tape out. Yeah, it definitely should because coaches will understand that us athletes can do it. You look at Tyrese Johnson Fisher, he's one of the best athletes to ever play rugby in this country. And that I've been lucky enough to train with him over the past couple of weeks. And just seeing that level, I know that he can do well in a college. Having come back from Coastal Carolina, having already that D1 experience, I know he is a good enough player to actually make an impact out there and prove to coaches that Europeans, British kids, we can go out there and make an impact. And sorry, Ash, I jumped on your comment then. Sorry, mate. No, no, it was a similar. It was, uh, it was similar to what you were gonna uh, that what you asked him anyway. So just uh, the, the extra exposure, like you say, from from Tom Lemming and. Um, it sounds as if even when you're not on the field of training, you, you're still working working your butt off to to get where you want to be. Yeah, I, a coach told me the other day, you have to do something every day to get better, whether that is on the football field, whether that is as a person. I join quarterback calls where I learn different coverages or I learn the same thing, but it's going over it and make sure you refresh your memory every week. I have two quarterback calls every week. I train three to four times a week workout like home workouts three to four times a week so it's really something you you have to do something every day just to get better and make sure that you aren't losing ground just because of quarantine it really does motivate me to keep going and I expect with the with a quarterback it's another level as well just with with obviously needing to know that whole offensive playbook I I played um a couple of years out in Somerset for a for a local team um and I was on I was on the defense, and that that playbook itself, just just needing to know uh, the D line plays, was hard enough. I can't imagine the work that goes into have to remember all of those plays and the calls and, like you say, the coverages. It must be a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, it definitely is. Like having to learn the defense first. That's that's what I've always learned. You learn the defense before you learn your offense, because what the defense does, you can then counter with your offense. But it really comes down to putting the work in. And if you put enough time into it, it really does stick in. So as long as you keep learning it, keep going over it, keep refreshing your memory, and then actually taking physical reps at training, it really does become like habit. And you'll soon notice that it is literally ingrained in your mind. So you know you can do it. I guess for a quarterback, you you need to be the smartest player on on the field because, as you've said, you need to know what, what all 22 players on on both sides of the ball are, are going to be doing for the decision-making. And I suppose taking the hours to get to know the playbook is one thing, but then when you've got an edge rusher merely centimetres away from from putting you on your bum, I suppose it, it changes things for you. And it's, it's that sort of violent chest that, that becomes part of, part of the whole process. Yeah, uh, you can train that. You can train that every day. You can train drills to try to beat at the end. But really it comes down to the natural instincts in the game. You can't mm-hmm. replicate at the end coming and smashing you off the blind side. Yeah. So really you have to just make sure you're as realistic as you can. So when you get into games, you sort of know the situation's coming and then you can just react as fast as you can. And treat your left tackle well as well. Make Definitely. sure you take him out for dinner yep. at the start of the season. Every time. <laughs> I, I, speaking about sort of, you know, being smart and we talk about the college game as if guys are just going over there to be an athlete, but you're going to school as well. And one thing that I've seen in your um, promotional videos that, that gets sent out to maybe to, to Twitter or to, to coaches as well is you talk about GPA. Now, to, to an old British guy who's got no chance of 
doing anything with his with his failed athletic career it means nothing but for young guys listening to this who you know have, have got their eyes on on going over there in the next few years what is it and how does it translate from from your studies over here to to the college system over in yep. America so GPA stands for grade point average and over there it's done based on how many A's B's C's you get and for us it, uh, there's a certain formula that translates it I think okay. it's uh you a certain number of subjects where you've got a b c or d or etc and like a 4.0 gpa is straight a's straight a's and a stars okay. and then a 3.8 is mostly a's with one b or something so it's really just like uh, a measure on how you how well you graded and yeah it's it's really important it's much more important than you think because going into a college they need a certain GPA for, to even allow you in. I think it's something like a 2.5 mm-hmm. out of four. So really it's, it's a big focus. And the academy makes sure we know that with us having support in lessons, making sure we get enough time to revise and study and make sure we get our exams done and sorted so that we have the grades to go perform because we, we can be the athletic like level we need to be. But that doesn't matter if you have the bad grades. You have to make sure you are equal in levels that you're not excelling in one, but failing because of another. Yeah. I guess, you know, you, you're taking playbooks home and, and, and trying to become a, a better player every day, but you've also got your A-levels to, to worry about on top of that. So I can't imagine what, what life is like for you at the minute in terms of keeping busy. I guess we've got one more question for you and and, and I'm going to leave it up to you to, to tell us where, where, where the dream ends up. What does success look like for George Reynolds in the next two to five years the main goal is to get to college in america take it one step at a time i want to go to a division one school and then just work from there make another goal each year if i get to a d1 school then aim to be the starter next year Mm -hmm. once i'm the starter aim to win a certain number of games or win a championship or win a bowl game or something it's really about setting them goals every year so i want to be in a d1 school within two to five years and then i want to be going into the nfl being the first quarterback in the NFL, then being able to excel there. It's making goals every day just to better yourself. Great. I mean, we talk about, you know, raising the profile of the college game. There's only so much that podcasts like ours can do, you know, where we're talking about different teams. But for for somebody like you, who's going out there and blazing a trail for for other athletes to follow, that's going to do so much for the, for the profile of the game over, over in the States. And, Another thing people talk about is they, they talk about if there was ever a London franchise, would teams, you know, switch their allegiance? I actually think that, you know, George Reynolds under centre at whatever NFL franchise it would be, would do much more than, than a London franchise for, for getting fans on board. I'd definitely be happy with that. And maybe your dad could interview you at, at full time after, a, after an AFC championship win for the Jets over the Patriots. Definitely. I'm happy with that. <laughs> George, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for, for yeah, coming. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Um, and what we'll do in the future is, is hopefully we'll get you back on and, and we'll see how the process is going. And, you know, we'll be looking out for you and waiting for those D1 offers to come through the door. Awesome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, George. Thanks, George.
HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.